Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church podcast. Check out our website at newstantonchurch.com where you can find out how to join our live stream at 901 on Sunday mornings. Now let's prepare our hearts for the word that we're about to receive. Amen. Well, good morning. As Josh said, I'm Pastor Steve. There are some Bibles under your seats. If you don't have one at home, please take one. That's why they're there. That's our gift to you. Uh, You were also handed a Connect card when you came in the door. Uh, If you fill your information out and uh, even any prayer request you have, we would love to pray with you. Uh, The giving baskets are in back, if you so choose. Thank you. And we'll post a link online. If you're joining us for the first time this morning, we've been working our way through the book of 1 Peter. We spent two weeks on chapter 1. We're going to dive into chapter 2 this morning. I'm going to read 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, and then 9 through 12, if you want to follow along. Therefore, there's that word that lets us know that Peter's going to give us some application. Therefore... Rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Amen. As you come to him, the living stone. Rejected by humans, but chosen by God and precious to him. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And then down to verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Dear friends, I urge you, as foreigners and exiles, to abstain from sinful desires. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Another odd question from Pastor Steve. How many of you enjoy camping? Any campers in the house? Uh, A lot of you. Uh, I know some of you can't wait for this cold weather and snow to get out of here so you can do like fires with friends and families, s'mores and mountain pies, like doing 90% of your cooking in some big cast iron skillet and drinking coffee over the fire from a percolator. Now we're camping. Camping is sort of like creating a miniature home away from home. 
Camp doesn't usually have all the conveniences of home un- unless you're into glamping. And, you know, in my book, glamping isn't camping. Uh, th- there's nothing wrong with glamping. It's just more like having two homes than, than camping. That's just my opinion. In my book, camping is where you go someplace and pretend you're homeless for a while. Uh, and you live as basic as possible and you enjoy the people you're with and God's creation. And if there's no cell service, even better. In a sense, Peter describes life here now as camping out. This world is only our home for a little while. But but it's not our permanent residence. That's someplace else. And Peter talks a great deal about how we should live while camping in light of the fact that our primary residence and our primary relationship is with God and someplace else. He says our lives, therefore, there's that application word, should reflect that world and that home more than this one. Heaven will actually be more lavish than this world. There'll be streets of gold, uh, countless blessings. But best of all, God's presence will be there. We will see him face to face. When we get home, we will enjoy God, other believers, and the world he created for all eternity. Peter says, for the time being... We are foreigners and exiles here. In other words, we're just camping out for a little bit. As believers, we have a longing for home. Anybody that has camped knows what that longing for home is like. It is good to get away, but it's also good to come home and sleep in your own bed, right? Uh, It's nice to come home and get a shower and get the smoke out of your pores, Uh, You never realize how bad you smell until you come home from camping. There's something about being home that just feels right. After being away from home for a period of time, there's this draw back. As Christians, we have a pull, a drawing to a home that we've never been to. You get more in tune with that longing the older you get. As the hair turns gray and parts wear out, you start to desire home more. Just saying, that's, that's for free. Uh, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about the, this glimpse of heaven that we get here in a minute. But P- Peter wants to assure those who are struggling under the weight of persecution that heaven is something that we can look forward to. Our hope for today and every day is that this is not home. It doesn't matter if your day is going great or if you're absolutely exhausted. Home will be better. Peter says, be mindful of how you behave while you're camping. Sometimes people can get carried away when they're at camp, right? Uh, I'm sure all of you who camp have some crazy camping story. Uh, I don't want to hear it. Uh, Peter tells us a little bit more about how to apply the paint of our relationship with Jesus, because paint doesn't do any good in the can, right? you got to apply it. He says, now that you have this wonderful salvation, and your place is with God, and you know that, 
Get rid of all the bad stuff. Anger, malice, slander, deceit. Don't, don't, don't paint with that anymore. That, that bucket's the old you. The new bucket, the, the pure spiritual milk, is what you need to paint with now. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. From the time our kids were real little, I remember worrying that they were getting the right nutrition. I think all parents want their kids to grow up healthy and strong. And I see this parental love in Peter's addressing of these Christians. Peter then starts talking about Jesus, the living stone, and he's, he describes believers as living stones who are built together on top of one another, which is kind of sort of a pun because when Paul talks about the body of Christ, he uses the analogy of a body. Each one has its part. Peter, whose name means the rock, talks about stones and this building that's being built. And he says the body is being built together and interlinked. That house of living stones is being built right now, right here with all of us. As we gather together, as we worship, as we pray, we are fit together to show people Jesus. God is building something beautiful with you and those around you even the folks online. Church, church is like a glimpse of what heaven will be like. Being with other believers who, who share the love of God, being united as we sing, as we serve, according to his purposes, that is a taste of what eternity will be like. This is a place we all belong a place where we can experience a little bit of what home will feel like. We are built together as we do life in connect groups, as we serve together, as we pray and give together, laugh together, cry together, celebrate, even hurt together. Everybody that camps has a, a memory of a camping experience that was an absolute disaster but that unites you together for all time. And whenever you get back together, you tell that story because it's the story that unites you together. Well, the church, big surprise, isn't perfect. And we have those stories too. And they knit us together until we get home. Out of all the stuff that we have while camping here on earth, the only thing that we will see when we get home is one another, other believers. I love Sunday mornings because I love to sit and just people watch a little bit. On any given Sunday, I can see people laughing back here, praying for one another after the service back here, parents chasing kids around, kids laughing, parents trying not to blow a gasket saying, Get over here. Get over here. <laughs> and I look around and I say, thank you, Jesus, for a glimpse of what home will be like. You see, stone upon stone, we are built together. 
It is a divine miracle. That's what's happening with all of you living stones right here, right now. Jesus is present in this place, bringing healing, comfort, support, and saving lives. This is a foretaste of what's to come right here while we're all camping out. When God created the heavens and the earth, the first thing he did was tell Adam and Eve to enjoy camping in the garden with him. That's right, they lived in the Garden of Eden, and there's no mention of a building or a town anywhere. They were to enjoy one another and the presence of God, who at the time came and walked with them in the evening. Can you hear Eve? Adam, where you been? Oh, you know, just taking a walk with God. We named a few more birds. When I was in seminary, my Old Testament professor said, mankind didn't start building things until after the fall. He said it was almost as if people tried to create or build a space to replace what they had with God camping in the garden. They missed camping with God. Through the, the culmination of all this madness was in Genesis chapter 11 when they built the Tower of Babel. The, the people wanted to come together so they could reach the heavens through a structure. But we can't build our way back to God. A building, no matter how beautiful, cannot take the place of God's presence. Amen? Amen. Jesus is the way. And we can experience him now. But for now, we just get glimpses of what home will be like. There's a yearning in our soul for a place we've never been, but that we know is home. One day, we'll be together there forever. Church is more than a couple songs and a sermon. Peter says we're literally being knit together. Being a Christian, being the church, isn't a solo sport. We are in this together. If you're trying to be a Christian off on your own, you're just a random rock. You are not a living stone. The Spirit's intent is to build us together to accomplish all God has planned for us, the church. We need to be interlinked to experience the fullness of God's presence. I get that some folks got burnt by Christians and the church, but Jesus loves the church. He died for the church. We are the church. We are built together, and we stand together to love, to serve, to give. Church is what the gates of hell will not prevail against. You can't just be a random rock and be all that God intends for you to be. The enemy will pick off random rocks, but not those who are sticking together as living stones built in Jesus' name. There are benefits to being together. Let me share a few with you. Number one, if you're taking notes, you belong. You have a place in this living thing Jesus is building called the church. 
Without you, there is a hole in the wall. We can't show people Jesus as effectively if you won't be built in to the wall. Without you, as a living stone, the rest of us are unsupported. Your story, your life is meant to support someone. Maybe not me, but maybe Jim, maybe Sue. There is a mom that needs your story when she feels like she's failing. There is a guy that needs to hear, I've been there too. You are needed. When someone in this body is sad or mad or glad, you do not have to have it all together to be perfectly fit into the place that God wants you in his church. Because everyone matters, every story matters, and you belong. This is a place where you are welcome to come, where you are cared for, where, where God's people are transformed for a great purpose by a great God. You are more than intelligent dirt or a monkey wearing pants. You were made in the image of God, and you are part of this royal priesthood of believers that Peter talks about. And if you don't know Jesus yet, you need to know your sins can be forgiven and your life can be changed. We have your back because that's our story too. You are God's special possession, destined to declare his praises alongside of all of us. Number two, you can grow up in your salvation through the church. Look at Peter 2.2. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Peter says we're, we're like a baby, a baby when we accept Jesus, but we can't stay babies. We need to grow up. Uh, the process of ridding ourselves of all that bad stuff and maturing is lifelong. Who knows that maturing in Christ isn't like a one-time event after one prayer, right? That is a lifelong thing. Have you heard that it takes a village to raise a child? My friends, this is your village. We need one another to grow. We need each other's prayers. We need other, other people's support and advice. The key to getting rid of all that junk in our lives is who we are built in with. Bad company corrupts good character. But the opposite is true. Thank God for being built together with this crew. Amen. I love that the live stream allows people to plug in during the pandemic. I really, really do. And I love that some of you you're at home right now, like, checking us out, seeing whether you want to come on site or not when all this craziness is over. And I, I love that. But I also know that worshiping the Lord and listening to a message alone isn't the same as worshiping the Lord and listening to a message together. I promise you, it is more powerful together. God can do a deeper work when we do this life together rather than trying to do the Christian walk as a random rock. Because we are meant to grow together as living stones, but we have to choose 
to be connected, to be built together. It, it's, a, it's a decision of the will. Number three, church is a place where we accomplish more together than we could alone. Look at verse 12 again with me. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Those good deeds that we do are things we do together, and they result in people glorifying God. Last night, I had the privilege of being with the Open Table group as they celebrated their three-year anniversary. And that group makes a meal every Thursday and takes it over to New Stanton Manor and just does a meal and relates to people at New Stanton Manor. And what's cool is that no one person could do that ministry alone. But what God is doing is larger than a meal. They are building relationships with the folks there and with one another. And it's amazing to see what God is doing. Anytime a group of believers offer something to Jesus, he multiplies it. He multiplies it and it grows. I want to close this morning with a, with a story. Um, I knew Gene McCurdy the entire five years I was at my first church. Gene had a harder life than anyone I know. She had an alcoholic father. She was raped. All of her kids died before the age of five. She was in a wheelchair. She had problems with her sugar. She, she had so many problems, problems with her heart. She was always in the hospital. Jean said to me once, Pastor Steve, I just want to meet somebody and fall in love and have a little happiness in my life because I've never experienced that. Jean connected to the church. Jean came to church after heart surgery. Jean came to church after knee surgery. Jean would drive her motorized wheelchair through the snow to church. Jean found Jesus, and Jean found joy. You know where she found it? At church. I hear people say, I'm not into church, not into religion, and I think, because you don't know what church is. Because church is being built together as living stones on a, on a foundation that cannot be moved, that will last for all eternity. I'd like to think that Gene is singing and worshiping and that she is the bride of Christ. The church is his bride. We are the object of his love. She is in heaven this day knowing all the joy that is possible. Every prayer of that woman's life came true in Jesus. Church, we belong. 
we can accomplish more together. We are living stones. Love one another. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks that your church is victorious, that you love us passionately, and that, God, we're camping. And, God, while we're camping out here, there are some great glimpses of heaven, and there are heartaches and, and pain and times when we just think, God, I just want a little happiness, just want a little joy. But, God, built in you, grown up in you, all those prayers are answered. Empower your church, God, to show people Jesus, to to let people come into this relationship, God, that will last for eternity, knowing that we are yours. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to the New Stanton Church Podcast. We'd love to connect with you. So visit our website at newstantonchurch.com, follow the Get Involved tab, and RSVP to our next meet and greet.